Hello and welcome. My name is Andrew, and this is the Who Dat Discussion, a New Orleans Saints podcast where we talk about all Saints news, opinions, and reactions. So first, I just wanted to say Happy New Year to everyone in the Who Dat Nation 2019. Hope it is a great year for the Saints, great year for all the listeners. 2018 was just a great year for me looking back on it. I mean, creating this podcast and all. Just hope I can keep on growing into 2019 there. Um, this is a jam-packed episode as we're going to talk about Saints-Panthers as it was just like a tune-up game, it seemed, for the Saints. Saints really weren't that involved. And I'll tell you a little later why, to me, it doesn't mean that much. We're also going to have a full playoff preview and we're going to go through the wildcard game all the way to the Super Bowl and my picks there. But before we get into that, I just want to say, if you like this podcast and haven't followed us on our various platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the Dis, on Instagram at Discussion, on Podomatic at the Discussion, And then also you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, our Google Play channel, our iTunes channel, and our Spotify channel at the Discussion. On there, please like, comment, rate us, review us. You know, if it's a great review, we'd like to hear that. If it's something we got to work on, like to hear that too. We're open to all feedback and comments. Just, just greatly appreciated from me there. With all that said, I think it's time to get into a recap of Saints Panthers. It's going to be a pretty light recap as starters didn't play. We're just going to go over some quick storylines and then we will get on to our playoff preview. So our first storyline is, did the Saints lose momentum? Is that, was this a momentum breaker? Excuse me. Um, Is this game really, was it going to change much, win or lose either way? Coming into the game, we were saying it probably doesn't matter either way because Breeze is not going to play. You know, the main players are not going to play, especially into the second half. But, um, look, Sean Payton was not happy with the way this team played. Um, same with other captains of the team like Cam Jordan and players like that. And, look, even though how much they really didn't prepare it looked like for the Panthers, Panthers looked like they had a nice week of practice. They were coming in to win this game. They didn't want to finish 6-10 and and be the first team ever to lose eight straight games to end the season after starting 6-2. and They didn't want to do that. We know that. And, look, the Saints, it felt like they had nothing to play for, and it showed on the field. And look, at the end of the day, is it's not the worst thing in the world. Sean Payton will get everything corrected and on to the preparation wherever they play. So to me, not really a loss of momentum. On um, the Saints, look, they didn't come. They're not coming in rocky at all. Look, I didn't really expect the Saints to blow the Panthers out. A lot of people did project them to win, but not by much. And this was obviously below people's expectations. The way the team played, very very flat this week. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. You really shouldn't be looking too much into this. Look what happened in 2009. Um, I know it wasn't the same score. They lost 23-10. to 10. We lost 33-14. to 14. But when you look at it, both teams came out flat with their backups in. And it just, it, to me, it just didn't show the team's full identity look with most of the offense sat besides like Michael Thomas, who wanted the record. Congrats to him for getting the record. Besides him, I mean... There were really no starters out there with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, look, the defense, they played very, very vanilla in the first half, and it showed. Look, this Saints defense, they are not the best defense in the league. We know that, and they probably need a scheme to be successful. So just putting them out there, basically playing man-on-man and just say, go rush the quarterback, stuff like that, it's probably not going to work. They didn't prepare for um, their the third-string quarterback for the Panthers, Kyle Allen. It showed. So, I mean, look, you can't look that much into it. And you see that it was just very vanilla man-to-man and just there were no really blitzes. It was easy for the Carolina um, line to pick up all our rush. So for me, 
you couldn't couldn't get it done, but there were reasons why you have the bench players in. They usually don't play second, third stringers. There were some positives, obviously. Dwayne Washington ran for 100 yards. Congrats to him for that. Our third string running back. All that running was in the second half. Um, look, Taysom Hill scored another touchdown. Teddy Bridgewater got back on the field, threw a touchdown pass. That's obviously really big there. I mean, he's only the fourth player to throw a touchdown pass since 2006 for the Saints. Obviously, Breeze having all of those touchdowns and really being the only QB for the Saints in this time span. But when you look at it, um, to me, you can't really base this full um, season. Or like even you can't base how the Saints are playing based on this game. Go back to the Steelers game. That's how the Saints are playing. This is kind of just a wash, preseason tune-up kind of onto the playoffs. And I think the Saints treated it like that way. And look, when you have a team really looking to win regular season game and a real NFL team prepared to win against a team that's not really prepared, I don't really care how much more skilled you are, you're probably going to lose. And that's really what I saw in this game. I mean, our next storyline is was sitting the starters the right move. And to me, it was. You do not want to see these guys injured. As much as I get it when the fans um, that went to the, maybe their first Saints game and they get to see Teddy Bridgewater instead of Drew Brees. Look, I feel bad. Look, I went to my first Saints game in the Dome just earlier when he broke the record back in October. If he wasn't playing that game, I would have been bummed out. And But at the end of the day is, if I went to this game instead, I'd be like, well, you know, we have the first seed going into the playoffs. We don't need to risk our star quarterback in this game. And I think that was the right move by Sean Payton. Sitting Kamara was definitely the right move. They're probably still trying to make up for the first four games, giving him so much of a workload, a hot, heavy workload in that game. So that that's why I see there. I mean, Tagin coming off the injury, I'm fine with sitting him down. And the offensive line's banged up. Give him these next two weeks fully off and get him to play. And I think, look, the Saints, with more time, they usually do better. Some teams get on a roll, and they like doing that. There are teams like, I believe, the Packers, to me, I think once they get on a roll in their history, they're able to, you know, go far in the playoffs. Giants are another team. You know, they won their two Super Bowls when they were played in the wild card round. The Saints are not one of those teams. I think they need a bye week, and especially having a lot of home games is going to help the Saints. We know that. And when you look at the 2019 and the parallels with this team, it's so striking that that team, very similar. They were 6-2 and two, like the Saints, both 6-2 and two at home, losing two home games, which for really good Saints teams is kind of maybe even a little high. But to me, you got to look at the Saints as a 13-2 and two team, not a 13-3 and three team. And as much as some people are going to say, the media is going to say, well, um, bad play, they look awful going into the playoffs, to me, you just can't um, let the media get in your head. And uh, when you look at it, um, Sean Payton always likes to drive his players to make if there's like a false crisis. Sometimes he makes them up. He did it in the Super Bowl year, and he's going to do it now, probably with this game. And there was an article on it, um, I believe, in on NOLA.com, and that just showed that Sean Payton always wants, or maybe it was ESPN, um, look, he really wants to show his players maybe a little crisis to get them fired up on going into the playoffs. And I think that's a really big thing there and then our final storyline is teddy bridgewater's performance to me he played pretty average some good things some bad things the stat line was not good um it was very very poor when you look at it he threw a touchdown threw a pick he was 14 to 22 118 yards obviously doesn't pop off the page at all but what it did do is it showed that he has a lot of intangibles that can help us in the future after Drew Brees. To me, his pocket presence is amazing. And some of his throws were sailing high, but you just see with some quarterbacks like that are not meant to be in this league 
they throw flutters or stuff like that. That's not him. He could throw strikes, and the injury didn't hurt him. He got out of the pocket. Beautiful play. He escaped the rush. Got like 10 or 15 yards on a third down. That was nice. And to me, he showed a lot of good things. Obviously, some bad things, but he was playing um, on an offensive line that was their first time playing together with two guys. Both his tackles were off the street. So when you look at it, you can't put this that much in the game. But he came out healthy. He showed that he's past his injury, and that's all really good stuff for Bridgewater there. So with all that said, I think we should wrap up our recap. I mean, not that much to talk about with this game because, look, it's basically as much weight as a preseason game. I don't want anyone coming out here and saying that, oh, it was a big game and, you know, like the Saints need to win this game. They didn't. Look, it's fine. Sean Payton and all Sean Payton's teams, they're known for sitting players and they won't care about the momentum if they can sit players, get more time. Because you know what Sean Payton's doing this week. These players are working hard. Um, it was on, I believe it was either, it was NFL Network that they said the teams that go to the Super Bowl from the bye week, they work really hard during that bye week. And Reggie Bush, who's on the 2019, he said, yeah, that team worked really hard during the bye week. And I think this seems the same way. Um, look, we've already seen some videos of Alan Kamara and Mark Ingram in the same locker room today. So they're there. You know, they're working. They want this chance to go and make a deep playoff run, and they're not going to stop it. You know, they're going to go through a really nice – they'll get their break, but they're going to go through a nice preparation this week and next week, and they're going to be ready to go on a run. It's three games. It's a three-game season really right now to win the championship, and you got to go 3-0 or you're not going to win it. The good thing is two of those games are going to be in the Superdome if they would end up playing them, and that's obviously really good stuff there. So that um, transitioned us well into our playoff preview. And look, we're going to start with the NFC and go to the AFC. We're going to go by our seedings. We'll start with the wild card with a brief matchup. Then we'll talk about the Saints' um, incoming matchups for the divisional round and the NFC Championship game. So just a quick rundown on the NFC seeds. The Saints have the one seed as the playoffs will be going through New Orleans. The Rams, they're going to get their first round by as they were 13-3. and three. And with the two seed, the Bears go in at 12-4. and four. And the three seed, they will host a wild card playoff game but they will go on the road in the divisional game. Um, they play the Eagles in the sixth seed. Um, they are 9-7. and seven. Look, they're coming in hot. That's one thing they are. They were 6-7. and seven. They lost to the Saints 48-7. Um, to seven. They come back. Nick Foles comes in. They win a couple games in a row, and they're riding high. And that's really big stuff for, the, for them. They're a hot team, and I'm really scared of them if they would get in. Some people aren't very scared of them, but I am a person that's going to say, look, this team, look at look what they did last year when they were, you know, unwritten. You don't want that to happen again. This is a team that they're one of those dangerous teams. And to me, if the Bear, if they lose, to, if they beat the Bears, they're for real. And we're going to see that um, this weekend. But to me, if they go on the road and beat the Bears, they're forced to be reckoned with there. And then the four-five matchup this year is going to be the Cowboys in the four seed at ten and six playing Seattle at. 10-6 and six as well in the five seed. It's going to be at Dallas. And to me, that's an interesting game as well. So just some quick picks. Um, Look, I think one game the favorite will win. One game the uh, underdog will win. When you look at it, it's probably more apt for Seattle to win this game than the Eagles Um, to win their games. I'm going to go with the Bears because I just think they've been playing so well. And their defense is very, very scary. And as much as Nick Foles has been great and look, 
his story. I like Nick Foles' story. Always like those underdog stories. And it would be nice to say that Drew Brees is the only quarterback to beat Nick Foles in the playoffs, which is true. Um, but I think Mitchell Trubisky and that defense, Khalil Mack, they're going to get it done for the Bears. It probably will be a low-scoring slugout game, but I think they'll get it done somewhere between 17-14, 20-14. Look, if the Bears came up, uh, the, excuse me, the Eagles came up on top of this game, I would not be surprised. Um, watch out for that. If I was going to watch out for one big, big upset, because I don't think the Seahawks are a big upset on the Cowboys, but if I wanted a really big upset, Watch out for the Eagles. Look, I mean, Bears, I'm going to pick them because I just didn't think they're a far superior team with the injuries to the Eagles. But don't be surprised. That team's battle-tested and from last year and this year. They can definitely win games and win games on the road. But look, when they were in the playoffs last year, they didn't get anything. They didn't win any games on the road. They didn't have to. So I think that's something to look for there. I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks against the Cowboys. I don't think the Saints will get their chance to beat the Cowboys and in kind of a redemption game. Look, as much as the Cowboys, maybe some Saints fans want to see it, that's a hard matchup. And um, they are good. It's like what we're good at, especially when defense, offense, when you look at it, their defense, they're great at that, um, defending intermediate passes, run game. What are we good at? We're good at throwing intermediate passes and running the ball. So when you look at it, that's going to be a big factor there. Also, what could be a game changer in this game if the Saints went up against the Cowboys? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think the Cowboys are gonna win, but just in case they do, Ted Ginn I think was gonna be really big if the Saints could hit a deep ball to Ted Ginn or something like that, and it really stretches the field. Now it puts the linebackers for the Cowboys that maybe they got to stretch back a little bit, and then maybe it says we can't go man man on man against these guys anymore. Maybe they have to play zone or something, and then that's where the Saints go for the kill. And it's just that one big play to Ginn. If they can get just one big play to Ginn. Or another receiver, I just think Ginn is definitely the speedster of the group. This team has a real shot of not just beating the Cowboys, but um, exposing them. Because I just feel that. Um, I think they're going to have to hit that one play over the top, and that would expose the Cowboys. But I think the Seattle Seahawks will win, so we would play the Seahawks. Um, Look, the Seahawks are a good team. Really good team. They got Russell Wilson, obviously manning the helm. He's done a lot for that offense. Chris Carson run the ball really well. Their wide receivers, you know, Doug Baldwin leading that group. And the defense led by Bobby Wagner, they're coming together. And when you look at it, they've been able to rush the quarterback. Their linebackers have been great. And their back end, look, this whole defense, they've been shaky at times, up and down. They're an up and down team, but right now they're riding it up. So they are dangerous. The Saints obviously have had some playoff demons against the Seahawks with the 2010 Marshawn Lynch run. And then also in 2013, they lost in, it wasn't, look, they lost by eight points. The Saints had the ball driving down the field. And then Marcus Colston thought there was less time than there was. He tried to lateral it and said he could just walk out of bounds and set the Saints up for like a 30 yard Hail Mary instead of ending the game there. But to me, I think that's who the Saints will play. It will be Rams, Bears, and Saints, and Seahawks. That's what I'm picking. And then from there, we'll get into talking Saints-Seattle. To me, I think, look, the Saints at home, I just don't see them losing to this Seahawks team. The Seahawks, although battle-tested, I just don't see them coming up on top in this game. And why? When you look at it, I just feel like Drew Brees and this offense— the Seahawks, they don't have that one-star corner. And as much as their defense is kind of playing well, Michael Thomas, they're going to have to bracket him, which then leaves Ted Ginn. Because I think Ted Ginn's going to have to – it's going to be a big thing for this team to hit that deep ball, whoever they play. Because then 
you can't really double Mike Thomas if you have to respect Ted Ginn over the top. So then that shows you get into those one-on-one with Michael Thomas, and we can win on offense. Same thing with the running game. If we can run the ball really last playoffs, the one thing the Saints couldn't do, they ran the ball amazing in the regular season. We all know that. They got back to where they wanted to be um, running the ball. Then the playoffs, really non-existent. Mark Ingram did not do much in the playoffs, and Alan Kamara out of the backfield didn't do much. He was a good receiver, but he wasn't a good runner the Saints were averaging probably under three yards a carry or right around three yards a carry it wasn't that strong but when you look at it and look at what the Saints could do this um playoffs if they can get that double team off Mike Thomas and then they also could run the ball well I think that they'll be able to crack the Seattle defense which look at the start isn't amazing it's obviously not the worst when you look at their back end look they got Trey Flowers who's a good corner there Bradley McDoodle McDoodle excuse me is a pretty good safety their linebackers very strong when you look at Wagner Wright and Mingo strong players there they're all very very good and I think that look they're an up and down defense they don't have that many name brands but they're an average defense and then Russell Wilson I think the Saints are a good matchup against Russell Wilson though um look the Saints will probably be able to stop Chris Carson in that run game and I think the Saints will do a really good job at containing Russell Wilson, especially if you have Davenport and Cameron Jordan. Davenport, and you saw it against Dak Prescott and other running quarterbacks, he's a great player at containing. And he's still obviously young and raw, but his athletic skills warrant him to be able to contain quarterbacks. And that's the same thing with Cam Jordan on the other side. And if you can keep Russell Wilson in the pocket and not making these marvelous plays that he does, because sometimes he makes these miraculous, marvelous plays, then, look, he's a good quarterback in the pocket. Don't get me wrong, but he's not as good as he is outside the pocket and when he's a playmaker. And I think if the Saints could stop him and keep him contained, it's kind of like what they do against Cam Newton. They're going to be successful. And the Saints usually do pretty good against Cam Newton. I think they'll do good against Russell Wilson here. Um, you got to make him. He's more of a rhythmic player as well. Right now, he's in a really good rhythm. He's a great quarterback right now. But I think the Saints have the players, have the linebackers to stop him as well. And they don't really have a star receiver. Doug Baldwin's not as good as a year as he usually does. You put him on on Marshawn Lattimore. When you look at their other wide receivers, Tyler Lockett, look, these guys are not great. David Moore, we can stop them. So that's what I feel with the Seahawks there. I think the Saints will get the win there, and they'll move to the NFC Championship game. And then when you look at the other game, I think that – the Bears, when you look at it, I think they're going to win in L.A. To me, L.A. is not really a home field advantage, and I think you're going to see more of what the Bears did when they beat the Rams first. Um, they already beat them, which could give the Rams some edge because now they kind of know what's coming. But with their team kind of banged up, Jared Goff is not playing his best football. To me, it's going to be hard for them to win against Oh, um, Khalil Mack and stuff like that. And especially their defense is not playing well either. So they're, um, um, Trubitsky, excuse me, and those boys, Tyree Cohen, those guys are going to be able to um, score some points. Maybe it's not 35 points, 45 points like the Saints would put up, maybe, or what they did put up. Maybe it's just 24. And with this defense, if you're telling the Bears defense, we win if you give under 24 points, even against this Rams defense, of uh, Rams offense, excuse me, I think they will be very happy and they'll be able to get it done. If the Bears get ahead, which I think they will, I think Jared Goff, young quarterback, is prone to make mistakes. And I think he's going to make mistakes, more mistakes, excuse me, than Jared, um, Mitchell Trubisky. That's what I feel. And I'll take the Bears there. 
Um, I think maybe the Bears will get a defensive touchdown, and the Bears will get the win there to set up a Saints-Bears-NFC Championship rematch of 2006. But that time, it was in Chicago, and this time, the Bears have to visit the Dome. And when you look at it, I'm going to take the Saints here, and here is why, and I'll take the Saints to go to the Super Bowl in my playoff preview. So what I'm saying with this this matchup is going to be extremely close. I think the Bears are like a better version of what Dallas tries to do, which sometimes can be a little daunting. Um, daunting, excuse me. When you look at it, they have an amazing pass rush with first, and they can get pass rush up the middle. They can get pass rushes to the side. They have the best rusher in the league with Khalil Mack. When you look at it, this defense is legit. When you look at it all around, they have good corners, Prince of Makamura. They have Eddie Jackson from the safety position who had two pick sixes, only two players to do that this year. That's obviously really strong there. They are legit. They have some players we used to have um, with Akeem Hicks, who the Saints gave up on him too early. He's going to have something to play for. And then when you look at their linebackers with Roquan Smith, who in the draft, I was all over him in the draft, and he's he's a great player, and he has been a great player, and Danny Trenathan, and even when you look at Leonard Floyd, these guys play, and they are good football players. Um, look, Kyle Fuller, the um, cornerback, they have a star-studded defense, best defense in the league. We know that. They're really good at stopping the run. They're even better than the Saints at stopping the run, and they can stop passing as well. But this is where I think the Saints will get them, and I, I think that this team, the Saints will be able to do, is going to be who's going to make more mistakes. I think it's going to come down to that because the Saints, they obviously have a star-studded offense and a very, very solid defense. And I think it's going to come down to a Mitchell Trubisky mistake, fumble, pick. And I think that's what it's going to come down to. Breeze in the playoffs has been amazing. He's a great um, playoff QB. Um, a lot of people don't want to say that because his record is not great. But look at his stats. They are probably one of the best of all time when you look at it. And in these playoff games, he's probably not going to turn the ball over much. Maybe once, but besides that, he really hasn't his whole career. So why would he now? When you look at the Bears, Trubitsky, new to this whole playoff thing. And look, if he makes two um, turnovers, three turnovers, Bears won't be able to get it done. I don't care how good that defense is. He's going to put the Saints in favorable situations. And the Saints this year have been great. When the defense gets turnovers, they get touchdowns. And I think that will continue for the Saints. And I think it's kind of the same thing as it would be in the divisional round. If they can stretch the field with their receivers, it will open up the zones and stuff like that where they can hit Kamara short, Thomas short. And I think that's where the Saints are going to be um, big. It's going to be a close game. But I think the Saints will be able to pull it out. And kind of like, it, remind, it reminds me of the Baltimore Ravens game when they beat the Ravens 24-23. Um, it will probably remind you of that game if they play now, obviously, this is just what I think. Obviously, a lot of people are going to say different things, but this is what I feel in this game. So the Saints will go out of the NFC. We look at the AFC. Um, I know not that many people that will probably listen to this podcast are going to care about this, but we'll start with the seeding. The Chiefs, they're the one seed. The Patriots are the two. The three seed Texans, four seeds Ravens, five Chargers and the sixth, the Colts. So when you look at wild card weekend, Texans and Colts, I'm going to take the Colts in this one. Colts, eight of nine games they've won. They've been able to protect Locke, and that's been able to warrant them to win. And I think they'll continue that. Even though they've walked Clowney, I think they'll be able to um, pull off the upset here. I just feel that they're such on a hot streak. Usually it's one upset 
per wildcard weekend per NFC and AFC. And I think that the Colts will get the one on the um, AFC side. And then when you're looking at the Ravens and Chargers, I think the Ravens will pull this out. The more physical team, especially at home, should get the win. And I think Lamar Jackson will make a few plays with his feet to get them the win there. Phillip Rivers, always not known for being that good in the playoffs. He's usually choking under pressure. And I think that could continue here this weekend. So that moves the Ravens to play the Patriots. And that would move the Indianapolis Colts to play the um, Kansas City Chiefs. And I feel that the Chiefs, as much as they haven't had playoff success, and I think that's going to continue sadly for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs as they're going to be a one-and-done in the divisional round as they lose to the Colts in this one. I think Andrew Luck against that lackluster Chiefs defense is going to ball out. To me, he's a top-five QB, and he's played like a top-five QB this year. He's played better than the likes of Roethlisberger, quarterbacks like that, and I think he's going to ride them to an AFC championship. Excuse me. To me, KC, they've shown a lot of weaknesses. They just lost to Seattle, who I think will play the Saints in the divisional round. It's not looking that good for them. I think Mahomes is going to make mistakes in the playoffs, like a lot of rookie quarterbacks do, and sometimes that just kills you. And I think it will be close, probably high scoring, but I think the more veteran team in the Colts will, even though Chiefs have amazing um, weapons around Mahomes, I just don't think it will be enough. And I'm going to take the Colts as kind of my surprise pick this year as they will beat the Chiefs to go to the AFC Championship. Patriots-Baltimore in Foxborough. This just sets up an easy game for the Patriots. I think they're going to get ahead early. And once Patriots get up early on these Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore, they're going to not be in good shape because Lamar Jackson's not much of a thrower. If they're down by two scores, they're probably done early in the game. And I think that's what's going to happen for the Patriots, a lot like last year when the Patriots played the Titans. Um, Look, as much as you want to say that Baltimore, they're great, and they've been great. They play a lot of close games. They'll keep on playing close games. At home, it probably warns them wins, but on the road, especially against the Patriots, they're going to pounce on them. And then our um, AFC Championship, Colts, Patriots. I'm going to take the Patriots in this one, and I think a drubbing. As much as the Colts are going to get there, they're going to be high um, on getting to the championship game. The Patriots, to me, as much as they are not the best team this year, um, talent-wise, their um, skills, their discipline will get it done in this game. And I don't think it'll probably be close as much as the Colts look like they're, they'll be riding high after a couple of big wins. I think the Cinderella story will end there and the Patriots will go to the Super Bowl to face the Saints in Atlanta. And that's an interesting one. Um, This is my pick. I think that's what a lot of people are thinking. These two teams, that's obviously a popular pick. And that's what I'll think. We're going to get into the preview of that game though, as I think, this is a game, if Breeze wins this, this is a, a legendary shakeup. I think if he wins this, now beats Brady and beats Peyton in a Super Bowl, he beat the two best uh, quarterbacks of this era, people would say. I think Breeze is better than Peyton, but a lot of people wouldn't say that. And now he's beat both. To me, that puts him into top three, unquestionable, um, the amount of ranking that he is at. He is be at three at least, because I know he's the only two Super Bowls, but he's beat two amazing quarterbacks. And that's just what I feel here. And I think the Saints get it done. And why is I think the Saints will be able to, on offense, I think, crush this Patriots team. I just, the way I feel it, Patriots on defense, 
they've not looked very good at times. They've preyed on the weak, but they've also showed a lot of weaknesses against really good teams like at Pittsburgh. They lost to Pittsburgh. They lost to these teams um, that are have good offense and stuff like that. And to me, they give a lot of points to the Chiefs. And I think that as much as Brady is going to pull off his heroics, probably be really close. Very, very close game, but I think Saints will be able to pull it off. I think Michael Thomas is going to have a boss game. I think if they played, I think Drew Brees would show up. And I think he knows what kind of the game this is, and he would try to win the Saints a Super Bowl. And I think the Saints get it done in this one as they would be Super Bowl champions. I would love to see this the way it goes, but this is what I really feel. Um, I don't think anyone – I definitely wouldn't pick the Saints um, against the Saints in the Dome. Um, and I would stick towards that. To me, they're six and one when they play this Drew Brees and their starters. That's a hard place to play, and especially in the playoffs. I know that Dome will be pumping. And as Alvin Kamara said, it's not just a 12th man, it's a 13th man. And once a big play happens, that dome turns on even before the game. Even it's not even a big play. Once the game starts, kickoff, it's so loud in there that it wins you games. And as much as people don't think that's true, home field advantage. A lot of teams go on the road and win. Usually the teams with home field advantage go to the Super Bowl. At least one does. And I think the Saints are the one that will do it this year. I think they're a much more intriguing option than the Chiefs. And as people think the Saints stumble, I don't think that at all. Um, They did lose against the Cowboys, which was a couple weeks ago, a long time ago now. And But the Saints are also game players from there. They're going to have their left tackle. Um, That's, that's really what we are thinking. They're going to have Ted Ginn back. And... They should have everyone else healthy, rested for this three-game stretch. And this should bring them towards a really big um, Super Bowl run here. To me, this reminds me of a very similar run that they had earlier in the season where they had to play the Ravens, Vikings, Rams. Um, when the Rams were amazing, undefeated. It reminds me of that match. Bengals away, and they crossed the Bengals. And then the Eagles. That's a lot of playoff teams in that, or almost playoff teams. Very, very good teams, over 500 teams. And that stretch, they got to get back to that level of play. And then they will be riding high. And they crossed some of those teams. Um, they won all those games by double digits. And I don't see why they can t- can't continue that in this playoffs. Look, they played a lot of close games. Um, to me, the Steelers, when they were ready to play, they are a Super Bowl contender when we played them because they play up to their competition. They are a very talented team. Same with the Panthers. We never starters, but they're still talented. And all the teams we lost to, to me, were talented. The Bucks so early in the season, they looked really talented. Brian Fitzpatrick played like an MVP candidate back in week one. But to me, that's just what I feel about this playoffs there. So that's what I'm predicting. May not come true. I'm hoping it does, obviously, for the Saints to win a Super Bowl. But that's what I'm going to go up. I'm going to go Saints against uh, Patriots. Saints win as this puts Drew Brees' legacy through the roof. Sean Payton out uh, coaches Bill Belichick and two in a row losses um, in the Super Bowl for the Patriots, which I think will be interesting there so now on to our who dat nation fan questions our first question is from who dat 13 and he asks do you think a bye will help or hurt the saints against a team fresh off a playoff win whoever it is and to me it will 100 percent help the saints that team's going to come off whatever team wins and plays the saints that's going to be a tough grinded out game if the eagles win that will be a really tough game. Battered, bruises, stuff like that. And Saints will be coming in basically two weeks off. Same with the Cowboys Seahawks. That's going to be a barn burner. You know, punches will be thrown. Yeah, <laughs> The proverbial punches will be thrown. Um, it's going to be a physical game. And then the Saints have to come up to their spotless. 
Sean Payton gets two weeks to prepare against whoever, because you know he's preparing against probably all three of these teams. Um, he's probably going to go lost this game. Now they have another game of tape to look at that the opponent won't be able to. And I think that just goes the Saints way. Saints do amazing off bye weeks. Uh, playoffs, not playoffs. They are amazing when they have to play by weeks. And I think it's going to be huge for us. And I think it's going to be a reason that we're going to go all the way. And that that's just what I feel for this team. Um, our next question is from Hudatfan94310. And he asks, do you think we keep Teddy? And to me, all the signs are not pointing towards us keeping Teddy right now. Maybe if we can get kind of a discount, maybe he stays. If you give him like a five-year, $50 million deal, be, be my guest. We will be very happy about that. But if he gets five years, $85 million, $90 million, which he could easily get, I don't think the Saints keep him. And um, I think if they're going to replace Drew Brees, I think they're going to do it with someone cheaper, um, a rookie of some sorts, because they're going to have to pay all these young stars with Kamara, Thomas, on the defensive side, Lattimore, um, Rankins. It's, to me, the best option for this team if they're going to win for the future. It's probably going to have to go through the draft and get another really good QB if they have to trade up or whatever it is. Um, 2020 may be a good draft to do that. Really deep class. That's when I would do it. Um, there's Tua from Alabama, which I know not a lot of LSU fans like, but he's a really good talent. Jake Fromm from Georgia, another really good talent. If you could bring – it doesn't even have to be the two. You're going to have Herbert out of Oregon. Um, Oregon, excuse me. To me, that's if you wanted to – get a quarterback get one in that draft and the first round if it if we're not so if we're good in 2019 or if it's whenever it is we have to trade up to me that's when you get a QB have him sit behind Drew Brees maybe for a year or two and then Brees will be ready to retire and then we got our hopefully a next franchise quarterback that's what I would do but uh we'll see what the Saints do there so um with all that said I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. Um, if you liked this episode, liked our preview, liked our predictions, and liked this podcast, and you haven't followed us on our various platforms, you can follow us on Twitter, as I said earlier, at the Hoot at This, on Instagram, at Hoot at Discussion, on Podomatic, at the Hoot at Discussion, and then also you could subscribe to our YouTube channel, iTunes channel, Google Play channel, and Spotify channel, at the Hoot at Discussion on there. Please like, um, comment, rate, review, all that stuff really helpful there so look saints going into the bye week next episode will probably be around wednesday or thursday where we will preview the saints playoff game whoever it is if it's the eagles if it's seattle or if it's dallas we will have an in-depth preview our most in-depth preview all year long on this playoff game as the saints look to keep keep the season alive excuse me in the dome and i just can't wait you know i just I just really can't wait for this this playoff run. I mean, I know it's going to be stressful. I know there are going to be a lot of hopefully great moments. Hopefully, I just don't want to see another Minneapolis miracle or another beast mode run or another 2011 Alex Smith who probably went beast mode on the Saints in that game as well. I just don't want to see that. If this team's going to beat us, I don't want it to be snatched up. I just don't want to be snatched in our arms winning a game. I don't want it to, to a team with a minute go down and drive and beat us. I don't want that to happen. Um... And I think this team, it's shown this year that they're not going to allow that to happen. But if anything, look, I understand that there's a chance that the Saints don't make it. Um, there's, I think, a good chance that they do. There's also the whole other side that they won't make it. And there's reasons why um, that maybe they can't beat certain teams. But to me, if they're going to lose, just make it in a game where 
to me, we deserve to lose because I don't think we deserve to lose in the Beast Mode game. We didn't deserve to lose in the Alex Smith game, and we did not deserve to lose in the Minneapolis Miracle game. Um, so to me, just got to go on, and I just can't wait. Um, I know there will be jitters for all Saints fans nervousness, but hopefully every game there will be a happiness at the end, and that's what everyone's hoping for. Chop a style, hit the Sean Payton, will be playing in the locker room. That's all we can expect. This season has just been great, and just enjoy every moment because you don't know when it's going to be over. As much as I think the Saints are going to have a deep playoff run, a lot of analysts think the Saints will have a deep playoff run, a lot of fans think they're going to have a deep playoff run. You don't know when it will get snatched away from you. We know that from last year. So everyone just enjoy this week being off. Enjoy next week as your team's in the playoffs, and by that time there will only be like six teams left. Um, left in the playoffs eight teams left excuse me there'll only be eight teams left in the playoffs so and the saints play last on sunday so by the time the saints play there will only be five uh six teams excuse me left on sunday so you gotta enjoy that that already by default we're gonna be a top what 16 that sounds pretty good to me so with all that said i wanted to say thank you prove them right and who that